Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. Quando liberi il bambino che c'è in te e fai le gare con il carrello del supermercato, quando i tuoi figli copiano il tuo stile e non devi più allontanare il cellulare per leggere, allora con Filman hai scoperto il tuo potere. Mostra il tuo potere. Occhiali progressivi, Filman a partire da 95 euro. Scopri di più su filman.it. Occhiali, Filman. Alright, what's up y'all and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. You already know it's your girl, Ash. And y'all know I stay coming with some juicy gossip or any type of information, any type, any topics that we have to talk about, y'all already know I'm bringing to the full front. So tonight, I'm bringing four issues to the full front tonight. Tonight, 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 tonight. These are absolutely some conversations we need to have tonight. So, y'all already know, before I even get started, y'all know I always have to do my mental health check-in. So, y'all need to drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all feeling. It's Thursday. I know football is on, but the holidays are rolling around. Is anybody ready for Christmas? Are y'all ready? Y'all ready to be with the families? Or what are you doing? Who's cooking for Christmas? That's, what, that's the first thing I want to know. Who is cooking for Christmas? So, as I wait for the comments to roll in, y'all know how I get down. Like I say, I always have to do my mental health check-in um, because I want to make sure all my people are straight. So I found a new video to play that I just think is so inspirational and so inspiring. So I'm going to drop it tonight. So hold tight on that one. What do you do when your battle chooses you what do you do when something shows up on your doorstep that you did not directly cause choose or definitely anticipate life is not always easy in fact some of you today you're here and you're going through the toughest season of your life there will be seasons where we will suffer there will be seasons of real pain and the question is how will you respond in those moments life is hard sometimes easy it's not an option but it's worth fighting it's worth believing it's worth giving yourself a chance it's worth mustering yourself up standing up inside yourself it's worth fighting relentlessly never giving up it's worth it. You can do it. You can do it. There's problems that we go through that cause stress, worry, anxiety, and fear. But you might be in the battle of your life. I want to encourage you. It's not about what's happening around you. It's always about what's happening inside of you. Just because you feel afraid doesn't mean you have to be afraid. Just because you feel discouraged doesn't mean you have to be discouraged. Just because you have fear doesn't mean fear has to have you. The sentence 
out of your mouth is a story that you are putting out. I'm not gonna make it. I quit. Let's get a divorce. Business is never coming back. We've lost too many people. I've made too many mistakes. I'm a failure. Nobody can help me. I've done too many bad things. I don't know what's coming out of your mouth, but it's a death sentence. And as you continue to confess it, and as you continue to declare it, well, don't be surprised when it becomes true in your life. We have to make sure that whenever I feel, when I think a death sentence, I must speak a life sentence. Oh, I'm feeling the sentence of death. I'm feeling the thoughts of anxiety. I'm feeling the thoughts that I'm done. I feel like I've been used and it hurts and it's difficult. But when that happens, I start speaking out a life sentence. No, I'm just going to keep showing up. No, I'm going to get back up. The righteous man, he falls seven times, but he gets back up. Never give up. Never give in. Because skill can't get you past certain things. Quickness, agility can't get you to have mental toughness. Pain ain't permanent. Your pain ain't permanent. You can get through this. You're bigger than your pain. You're better than that. Come on, you need to remember, this is not the first time you cried. This is not the first time you were short of breath. This is not the first time you didn't see a way clear. This is not the first time you were hurt. This is not the first time your heart was broken. This is not the first time you didn't have enough money. This is not the first diagnosis that came up from behind. See, I'm gonna live to tell the story. This too shall pass. I will remain. I'm not going to quit. Every one of my burdens, there's a blessing on the inside of it. If you don't quit, you will win, baby. You're going to work through this. You're going to get up. You're going to get dressed. You're going to get out. And you're going to do what you've been called to do. You're going to be what you called me. And you're going to prove to everybody that tried to break you. Everybody that tried to stop you. Everybody that tried to kill your dream. You're going to prove all of them wrong. Just keep coming back. If you got nothing left to give, just show back up. Half of life, man, is just showing up. And I'm telling you right now, don't give up. I'm telling you right now, don't give in. Get through it. And if you can get through it, if you can work through your pain, I'm guaranteeing you on the other side is a reward. Pain is not permanent. Pain is temporary. All right, so y'all already know I always have to start. So apparently I did not have the comments cut on. I always have to remember to go in and cut the comments on. So if you want to start, you know, drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all are feeling. So I chose that video because, like I say, I know it's getting close to the holidays. Um, and not everybody's dealing with the holidays very well. So Maybe not just necessarily the holidays, but just life in general. So I selected that video because I want y'all to know to stay encouraged. You know, don't give up. No matter how hard life gets, keep going, keep going, keep going. So y'all drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all are feeling mentally. Um, as many of you may know, some of you don't know, um, Sunday is my father's birthday. So this will be my 
my first celebrating my father's um, 80th birth, heavenly birthday, let me say that. Um, and it's absolutely been a struggle for me. You know, I still, from day to day, you know, I, I, I allow myself the grace. I ask God to give me the grace. Just let me make it through one hour. Just, you know, um, I still have those moments. Um, so if you are celebrating your holidays um, without a loved one, just know that I love you um, and allow yourself the grace to feel um, those emotions, whatever is going on. But it's difficult. It's difficult. It's been a long week for me. Um, like I say, Thanksgiving wasn't good for me. The holidays itself, again, these are a lot of firsts for me. So maybe as, as time goes on, it won't hurt as much. Um, but again, I do still allow and give myself the grace um, to feel. So like I say, y'all drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all are feeling um, mentally. You know, if you need to talk, you need to vent. Y'all already know my inbox is open. My DMs, whatever, and let's talk and let's work through whatever issues it is that you're going through. So as y'all see tonight, I am wearing blues. Of course, y'all know colors by Keish. Um, go check her out. She's got some new things that dropped on the website. And um, yeah, so shout out to all the beautiful black-owned business owners. I see y'all. Um what else do I want to see? Um, again, we are winding down to the end of the year. We are what? 22 days away from 2022. So what are you manifesting for 2022? Drop in the comments. Let me know how y'all are feeling. What are you manifesting? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations? Your strengths? Your weaknesses? That's what I want to talk about. So moving on in tonight's episode. So... I've been patiently waiting on this. I never gave up on this case, but I want to talk about this. So the first topic for tonight, I want to talk about the charges that were brought against the officer in the shooting death of Casey Goodson Jr. Um, many of you may not remember who Casey Goodson is, but Casey Goodson was a young man in Ohio um, that the police alleged was waving a gun when in actuality he had a Subway sandwich in his hand and he was shot five times in the back as he walked into his grandmother's home. So the police officer that actually shot Casey Goodson Jr. Um, has been charged with murder and reckless homicide. Um, no date on when the trial starts, but, you know, are we moving in the right direction now that these police officers are now starting to get charged? Are we now starting to hold these police officers accountable for killing unarmed black men and black women? So just a recap, um, just to let you know who Casey Goodson Jr. is, hold tight while I play the video just to give you a reminder and then let's talk about it. And this Saturday, December 4th, that would mark one year since the deadly shooting. NBC4 anchor Kerry Charles, he has been following the story since the very beginning. Been very close with the family. He joins us now to take a look at this case as it comes to fruition, at least the next step of it. Yeah, that's right. And the family knows they have a long way to go for sure. Today marks 363 days since Jason Mead shot and killed Casey Goodson Jr. 
In the time since Meade left the Franklin County Sheriff's Office, Goodson's family, along with supporters, continue to rally for justice. And now today, charges in the case that has already taken so many twists and turns. My only focus is justice. I eat, breathe, and sleep justice, and I won't stop. I won't. I can't. NBC4 spoke with Tamil Payne five days after then-Franklin County Sheriff's Deputy Jason Mead shot and killed her son, Casey Goodson Jr. The shooting happened December 4, 2020, near Ferris Road in the state's place in North Columbus. That day, investigators told reporters a U.S. Marshals Task Force went to the area in search of a suspect, not Goodson. However, they said Goodson drove past them and waved a gun. We learned Meade followed Goodson and said the 23-year-old pointed a gun at him. That's when Meade shot Goodson multiple times. My grandson just got shot in the back when he came in the house and I don't know if he's okay because it's still out there. I'm sorry, what just happened? My grandson just got shot. Okay, where did this happen? At my house. He lives okay. here with me. So who shot him? I don't know. I okay. just heard the gunshots and I would get up and he's laying in the door. Investigators said they found a gun on Goodson. They would not tell us where they discovered it. Prediction is that it was a justified shooting. However, this definitely will be investigated by the Columbus Police Homicide, Franklin County Internal Affairs, and the Franklin County Prosecutor's Office and Grand Jury. So he's going to run a gauntlet before he is completely cleared. A week later, Pete Tobin, U.S. Marshal for the Southern District of Ohio, said his comments were premature. Family members told NBC4 Goodson, the oldest of 10 siblings, had just returned from a dental appointment and was walking into the house with these Subway sandwiches for his family. His keys were still in the door when he was shot. Bullets left holes in the screen door. Mark Collins, Meade's attorney, told NBC4 at no time did Deputy Meade mistake a sandwich for a gun. He went on to claim Mr. Goodson pointed his gun at Deputy Meade and said there has been confirmation that our client gave verbal commands for Mr. Goodson to drop the gun. Collins did not share details about that confirmation. Goodson's family still doesn't buy it because he had a concealed carry license. They say he wanted to become a concealed carry weapons instructor and encourage family members and friends interested in owning a gun to be responsible and go through the legal channels. You said the only threat my son was, was he was a black man. Tell me more about that. He was a black man. He was a black man in a, in a path of a, a racist, quote-unquote, so-called deputy um, who became a target. He was a black man in the path of an angry man that was given a badge and uses his badge to harm black men and now kill. Say his name! Say his name! One week after Goodson's death, a peaceful protest in downtown Columbus. People gathered by the hundreds. They called for justice. No justice! No we are hurting, but we have to stay strong. We have to fight in his name. Goodson's family held his funeral two days before Christmas. This is a trying time in our city. 
We should tell you Jason Mead, who took disability retirement in July, did not say anything when our cameras caught up with him today. But his attorney, Mark Collins, defended the actions of the now former deputy, the actions that unfolded outside Goodson's family home. He was maybe at that point 15 to 20 feet away screaming, show me your hands, show me your hands, show me your hands. At one point, Mr. Goodson's left hand was trying to get into the door. At one point, his shoulders went down, my client indicated. My client thought he was going to comply and then turn around and do that. But as he turned around, the gun was raised towards my client and pointed at my client, giving him no other option. And so we will learn much more about the investigation, the case, once the case, if it makes it to trial, mm -hmm. uh, it, which it sounds like it will make it mm -hmm. to trial. He says he intends to plead not guilty. Mm. So let's talk about that for a moment. Let's talk about what we just heard. You know, again, for those that do not recall or remember, Again, Casey Goodson in Ohio was shot five times in the back as he entered the home of his grandmother. He allegedly was raising a gun, waving a gun at the police officer who then fired five shots into this young man's back. So I just really wanted to make sense. If his back is to you, how is he posing a threat to you? And what warranted you to fire five shots into this young man's body? He wasn't facing you. He was turned away from you. His back was to you. So now Jason, Officer Jason, former Officer Jason Mead is now being charged with reckless homicide and murder. So the question that I'm going to pose is, are police officers finally being held accountable? We just saw um, over the summer, we saw Derek Chauvin found guilty in the murder of George Floyd. Um, there is still three more police officers that are set to go on trial. I believe the trial was pushed back to May of 2022. The other three police officers in the murder of George Floyd. Um, the trial has started in the murder of Dante Wright, police officer Kimberly Potter, um, which I will go into that um, later on into the show. But the question is, are they finally starting to hold police officers accountable? That's the question that I want to know. Now we're starting to see police officers being arrested, being charged, and we're, we're getting convictions. So what do you think? Drop in the comments, y'all. Let me know. Do you feel like police officers are not being held accountable? Is it past time? Do you guys feel like we're moving in the right direction? Let me know. I want to know what do y'all think, baby? Like, let your girl know. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Um, justice won't be served until they stop killing us. Let me say that. Um, do we want justice? Absolutely. Do we want these officers to be held accountable in the murders, the countless murders of unarmed black men, black women, black girls, and black boys? Yeah, we do. We absolutely want them held accountable. We want justice for these families. We want 
our lives to mean more to you than a wall, i.e. Brianna Taylor. So do you feel like we're moving in the right direction? By charging these police officers, I had a conversation because I suggested, I said, hey, you know, I feel like the victims of these police officers, I don't think the police officers should get their pension. You know, you took a life. You still have your, your family is able to come and see you. Your family is still able to talk to you, to write to you, anything. But you have these countless families that have to go to the cemetery to visit their loved ones. And these police officers go home with pay. How is that fair? You know, I remember, matter of fact, and it's so ironic that I chose today because it was a, exactly one year ago today when I first did the story on Casey Goodson Jr. So let me double back. For those that are just tuning in, I'm speaking on the charges that are brought against former officer Jason Meade in the shooting death of Casey Goodson Jr. A year ago today, I broke the story. I sat down on, on this same spot and talked about it. Five bullets to the back door. Five. I just want somebody to explain to me how did he pose a threat to you at that point? There's no body cam. If I'm not mistaken, I do not believe that there was any body cam footage. So... We don't know what happened. It was alleged that he was waving a gun. They did state they found the gun on, on his person, but he had a license to carry. So let's see. Check out this next video as it talks about, as it discusses the charges. A video of a former deputy turning himself into authorities. Our camera there in Columbus, Ohio. The former deputy, Jason Meade, surrendered. He's accused of opening fire on Casey Goodson Jr., who was shot six times. The 23-year-old later died. Meade's attorney maintains Goodson pointed a gun at his client, but the deputy was not wearing a body camera. Our Columbus station, WCMH, has been following this from the very beginning. Forrest explains what's next for this ex-deputy now indicted for murder today. I'm Jamie Ostroff in Columbus, Ohio, where this morning a Franklin County Sheriff's deputy was indicted on murder charges in the death of Casey Goodson, Jr., our team was at the jail this morning when the now retired county deputy turned himself in. He's facing two murder charges plus a reckless homicide charge. Goodson was 23 years old when he was shot to death on December 4th, 2020. Meade was part of a fugitive task force working nearby. He followed Goodson, who was not the target of that operation. Goodson's family says he was shot six times in the back as he arrived at his grandmother's house with Subway sandwiches for the family. Nearly one year to the day after Goodson's death, his mother and her attorney reacted to the indictment. It's been a year of um, sadness, it's been a year of grief, a, a year of pain. But all I know that every day of this year that my family and I wake up, all we know to do is fight.
and fight for what's right. And everything happens for a reason. You know, I think there's a powerful symbolism with this happening when you're out. And that's to show that no matter how much time passes, the truth will prevail. Meade's attorney said in a statement that his client will plead not guilty to all charges. Now, after that indictment was filed, the attorney for Goodson's family filed a federal lawsuit against not only the former deputy, but Franklin County as well, alleging they caused the wrongful death of Casey Goodson and violated his civil rights. I'm Jamie Ostroff. Nicole, back to you. All right, thanks for that, Jamie. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to click on the red subscribe button below so you can get more of News Nation's fact-driven, unbiased coverage. So going, so listen to what the attorney, okay, so the attorney has filed charges against the police department saying that they unjustly caused the death of Casey Goodson Jr. Do you agree or disagree? Um, would definitely love to get your input. Would definitely love to know what y'all are thinking. You know, let me know. Drop in the comments. I don't think. Okay, there we are. Okay. All right, they're on. Okay, y'all, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on with Facebook. Facebook is not letting me. Okay, there we are. All right, so the comments are on. Okay, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. All right. All right, so Azrael, hey, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Azrael say, hey, it's been a while. He said, I'm still getting situated in Illinois, but happy to be able to make it today. Congratulations. I remember our last conversation. You did say you were going to Illinois. So proud of you um, on your new journey, but just know that you'll be great. I promise you. So Azrael, so tonight, this is what I'm talking about. So charges have been brought against the officer in the shooting death of Casey Goodson Jr. Um, he, uh, former deputy Jason Meade has been charged with reckless homicide and murder. Um, for those that do not remember, again, Casey Goodson, 23-year-old um, young man that was killed, uh, as he entered the home of his grandmother, there he is on the screen. And there is uh, Officer Meade, um, again, who has been charged with reckless homicide and murder. Um, again, you know, when you look at it, he was shot in the back as he entered his grandmother's home. Again, there was no uh, body cam footage which is very puzzling to me because I thought every police officer, every encounter, you're supposed to cut your body cam on. At least under my understand, from my understanding. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong about that. But no body cam footage. So Officer Jason Meade alleged that Casey Goodson weighed the gun at him. Um, they did find a gun on his person. They did not say where they found the gun. But all we know is that he did have some Subway sandwiches in his hand as he entered the home of his grandmother. Again, his back was to the police officer. So I want to know, how did this young man pose a threat to you? Right, Ezra, I'm, I'm definitely there with you. You know, I want to know his back was turned to the officer. That's first and foremost. So this young man posed no threat to you. You said that there was a gun. You alleged that this young man was waving a gun at you. 
I'm going to be honest with you, in my opinion, and from the things that I've heard about Casey Goodson Jr., I don't believe that he was waving a gun at a police officer. Um, also, let me put this out here. He was licensed to carry. So he had the, the license to uh, carry a weapon. So I don't know. I pray that justice does come for this family. There is no set date for the trial, but um, let's pray, 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 pray that justice is served in the murder of Casey Goodson Jr. Hashtag say his name, Casey Goodson Jr. <sighs> Y'all, does this ever stop? Does this ever truly stop? So moving on to our next topic. The trial has started in the murder of Dante Wright. Y'all, I misspelled his name. Forgive me. Let me correct the name. So Dante Wright. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. The murder, the trial, and the murder of Dante Wright, the trial started yesterday. <sighs> I know every day, y'all, it's, it's a new story. So for those that don't know, or those that may not recall, Dante Wright was the young man that was pulled over by the police officer in Minnesota um, by this officer, Kim Potter, who alleges that she pulled her taser. She thought she pulled her taser, but really she pulled her gun and shot Dante Wright. Dante Wright was pulled over for, I believe, a license plate. And so upon them pulling him over, it came to their attention that he had a warrant for his arrest. Um, Dante Wright tried to pull off. At that point, Officer Potter reached for her taser what really reached for her gun and fired into the vehicle uh and dante wright passed away <sighs> y'all when i tell y'all i'm so tired of covering these stories but it's imperative that I continue to share these stories in hopes of bringing justice to these families and in hopes of bringing closure to these families because it could be any one of us. It could be one of our loved ones. 
And I would really, 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 truly want somebody to do this for me and my family. But it's so disheartening. If he had a warrant for his arrest and he pulled and, and he pulled off, just go to his house and pick him up. The questions that I have are how do you not know the difference between a gun and a taser? Because if I'm not mistaken, I believe the gun is on the left and the taser is on the right, or maybe I'm saying it in reverse. But how do you not know the difference again between a taser and a gun? When the weight like means something to you. So as well, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll some footage as we talk about this. Um, Ezra says, I think I remember his story. Her story is BS no matter what anyone says. Completely different weights. Even if mixed up uh, the side of the body, it should have been on. Right. Um, so Kim Potter is a 26-year veteran of the Minnesota Police Department who stated um, she, hadn't shot, she hadn't shot her gun in a few years. But again... How do you not know the difference between a gun and a taser? Totally different weights. A gun is heavier than a taser or a taser is heavier than a gun. Shouldn't your taser be on the left side and your gun is on the right side? Or am, Again, am I saying it incorrectly? Is the gun on the left side and the taser on the right? Or is the taser on the left and the gun on the right? And then looking at the, the footage was so unbelievable to me. You know, it's almost like you did too much. You are so dramatic. And I don't know, maybe, that, like I say, maybe that's just my personal opinion. Maybe that's just the spectrum that I'm looking at it from. But all that falling out and you laying on the grass and it just was unbelievable to me. And then Officer Lucky, which was one of the uh, officers that was on the scene um, in the murder of Dante Wright, the story that she gave, that Officer Potter gave, really contradicted what Officer Lucky said. So do you think she knew she was pulling her gun and not her taser and tried to counteract it because she knew the body cam was on? Ezra say, especially since she should be trained and should actively recognize those weight differences immediately. Right. So that's that, you know, and that's the point I'm trying to make is how do you not know the difference between your gun and your taser? Again, is the taser on the right side of the body or the left side of the body? Or is it just based off of the hand that, the, that you're most strongest in? Is it, if you're right-handed, you want your gun on your right hand. If you're left-handed, the gun is on the left. Somebody make it make sense to me because like I see y'all, the math ain't math into me and one plus one is not equal in two. So I'm really kind of lost and really trying to make sense of this. But again, the jury <laughs> consists of seven white men, four white women, two Asian 
women and one black woman. Yes, so seven white men. The juror um, in the murder trial of Dante Wright consists of seven white men, four white women, two Asian, two Asians and one black woman. Do you think justice will be served? Again, here is Dante Wright. And then there's Kim Potter, the officer that murdered Dante Wright. I really want to have a conversation. I really, truly want to know. How do you not know the difference? How do you not know? So here's um, so I'm gonna play a clip of the opening, um, the opening of the trial that started yesterday again in the murder of Dante Wright, and then I want to come back and I want to discuss it as we move on into our other topics for the rest of the night. This case is about an officer who knew not to get it dead wrong, but she failed to get it right. This case is about the defendant, Kimberly Potter, betraying her badge and betraying her oath and betraying her position of public trust. And on April 11th of this year, she betrayed a 20-year-old kid. She pulled out her firearm, she pointed it at his chest, and she shot and killed Dante Wright. So Officer Lucky and Sergeant Johnson continue to engage. Now at that point, the defendant approached the vehicle behind Officer Lucky. She intervened and she interfered. Officer Lucky was her trainee, and she was the FDO, FTO. So she was the one who determined how this stop would go. She was the 26-year veteran. She was the officer in charge. And it was her job to show Officer Lucky how it's done. And what did she show him? She showed him how to kill someone. And when she pulls that trigger, she fires directly under Officer Lucky's face with Officer Lucky's arm reaching over the top of where her gun is. When she pulls that trigger, Dante Wright is in the driver's seat of that car. He has his foot off and on the brake and the car is running on a busy street in the middle of the day. She did all this despite her training. She had been trained year after year after year to prevent this kind of thing from happening, but she did it anyway. But intent is not an element of any of the charges at issue here, and it's not something that the state will have to prove. That the defendant didn't intend to kill Mr. Wright or that she didn't mean to shoot him with her gun if you hear those things, they have nothing to do with the charges at hand. 
These officers have the responsibility to be mindful and attentive and acutely aware of the weapons that they carry and the risks associated with those weapons. They have the responsibility to follow their duty and their training when it comes to those weapons. And they have the responsibility to carry those weapons and use those weapons appropriately. We trust them not to use those weapons rashly or recklessly and we expect not to be shot dead on the street for no reason. We expect them not to betray their badge and we expect them to uphold their oath. We trust them to know wrong from right and left from right. Members of the jury, <clears throat> she said, I'll tase you. I'll tase you. The language was direct, it was clear, it was unmistakable. And all Mr. Wright had to do was stop. He was told he was arrested on a warrant. He resisted, she said, I'll tase you. And all he had to do was surrender. So when she says, taser, 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 there's one last pause. The facts will show you. Mr. Wright can stop. All he has to do is stop and he'd be with us. But he goes. She can't let him leave because he's going to kill her partner. And so she does taser, 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 and she pulls the trigger believing that it was a taser. For why else would she say it? She made a mistake. This was an accident. She's a human being. But she had to do what she had to do to prevent a death to a fellow officer, too. And over the course of 26 years, she never fired a gun. She never fired one shot. She never fired her taser. She never had to. She was good at de-escalating everything, and here that's what she's trying to do. So Lucky goes back to the car and says, <coughs> they, have a, they have a conversation here. And the conclusion he drew was that he had to be arrested on the warrant. A court of law directed him to arrest him. It has nothing to do with a, a license tab. It has to do with a court order from this district. So you heard that. In 26 years, she's never discharged her weapon or her taser. 26 years, Kim Potter has been on the force and has never fired her gun or her taser in 26 years. So let's have that conversation. I want to know. Aren't you trained every year? You go to the range, you shoot your gun, discharge your taser. In 26 years, though, 
I'm really trying to figure out. And y'all just help me, help me, you know, make it make sense to me. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something. But in 26 years, you had another police officer with you that was handling this young man. You reached under your partner, okay? You reached under your partner. Not only did you shoot Dante right, but you almost shot your partner. And again, how do you not know the difference between a gun and a taser? There's absolutely a difference in the weight of a gun and a taser. Azrael says she knew and she knew what she was doing. Exactly. So Azrael, here, here's the question. So Azra says, so she's never been to the firing range for training, never put her weapons in her holster herself to feel those differences. Has everyone done that for all? That's the million dollar question. If y'all are getting this continuous training, you don't know the difference in the weight of a gun and a taser? And that's the question. You know, Azra is I'm really trying to make it make sense. 26 years, Kimberly Potter has been on the force. 26 years. Okay? And like you said, Ezra, and I'm going to leave the comment up for just a moment. If you guys are under rigorous training, aren't y'all supposed to go to the firing range? So when you take your holster off, you leave your gun and your taser in your holster. Again, you know, America, I'm just really trying to connect the dots. I'm really just trying to make it make sense. You get what I'm saying? Again, do you not know this? Again, when you take your host off, are you leaving your gun and your taser in there? Or are you taking your, your service weapon out and your taser? You know, from my recollection, I know a few police officers that before they take their holster off, they take their service weapon out, their taser, and they set that down before they take the holster off. So... Make it make sense to me, Miss Potter. Really not understanding. So, good point, Ezra. You were exactly reading my mind. So, my brother, hey, brother, he said, My beautiful sister, keep pushing these issues out. Support you a thousand percent. Love you dearly. I love you too, sweetie. Um, and happy holidays. Um, Again, I'm going to do a, a special Christmas episode for everyone um, because I want, you know, I want to send out my appreciation to everybody for the holidays. Um, and I do appreciate your support, brother. I love, 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 love you so, 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 so much. Um, and I do appreciate the continuous support. I do tune into your channel whenever I see you go live. You know, I don't know nothing about video games, but 
Y'all go follow my brother. Let's get it. GA on YouTube. He does football like the Madden. I don't know nothing about it, but I tune in and I watch it and I have it playing and I'm listening. So go show my brother some love. Please do. So going back, double back into this for just a moment before we proceed into the next um, story for tonight. Uh, Suave, hey my baby. Oh, it's good to see you, babe. You know I love you so, so, so much. Um, I'm gonna send you my email address. Let's connect. Let's me and you connect because there are some things that I want to connect with you on. So I'm gonna shoot you my um my matter of fact. Let me put I'm gonna post it in the comments. Give me one second. Shoot me an email. Um let's connect. I definitely want to connect with you on some things. So shoot me an email. I just posted it. There you go. I posted it in the comments. So shoot me an email so we can set up a date. Um, Because I got some great things coming for the new year. And I want to connect with you on that. Okay. Um, But I love you too, babe. I promise I do. But going back. Right. Absolutely. Because I got some new things that are coming for the new year. And I definitely want you to be a part of it. Um, so let's connect. Shoot me an email with all your contact information. Um, so I could so we could talk off the off camera. So we can talk off off the app and everything. Um, because I definitely want to get with you on some things too. So going back to this trial, it started yesterday. Again, she's only she's been charged with misdemeanor. I'm sorry, involuntary manslaughter. That's what she's been charged with. Invol two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Will we see justice in the murder of Dante Wright? Will Kim Potter be convicted? Will she be found guilty? Or will she just get a slap on the wrist? That's the million dollar question. I want to know. Are we finally starting to hold these police officers accountable for are we again we still have the murder trial of george floyd because there are three other officers that um still have to go on trial um and if i'm not mistaken i want to say it's in march but i think it's been pushed back to may of 2022 so are they finally being held accountable are we going to finally see some type of justice in the murders of these unarmed black men, black women, black girls, and black boys? That's the million dollar question. That's what I'm patiently waiting on. Are we gonna get some accountability? Are we gonna finally get some justice? But as I stated earlier, the real justice is when they stop killing us. So y'all stay, stay tuned with me. I am going to keep y'all updated as the trial progresses. I will be, you know, tapping in back and forth um, as the trial progresses, keeping everyone updated. And you guys already know once a verdict comes down, you know I'm going live, whether it's guilty, not guilty, and we're going to talk about it. <sighs> All right, y'all. I want to move into two more stories. One in particular that was brought to my attention. 
Let me take a deep breath. Right, brother, the involuntary man, right. Because if you go back, so brother, so let's get it, GA says, the involuntary man side, that's the issue. That was cold-blooded murder. So if you go back and you watch the video, brother, your partner had it under control. So why did you feel the need to interject? Dante Wright had no weapons. They um, pulled him over. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was for the tag on the car or the, the little air freshener that was hanging in the, in the mirror or whatever the situation was. So upon them pulling him over, they come to find out he has an outstanding warrant. Again, your partner has this under control. He's got this under control. So what warranted you to get involved? That's the question that I have. You get what I'm saying? Then you kept saying taser, 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 taser. But you shot him. You went on your partner's arm. You went under your partner's arm like this. The gun was inches away from your partner's face and you shot Dante right. So it could have been two lives taken that day. So... Officer Potter or former Officer Potter who had been on the force for 26 years, you absolutely violated your right as a police officer to serve and protect. He tried to drive off. How was he trying to kill your partner? That's, that's, that's what I don't understand. You get what I'm saying? How was he trying to kill your partner? If you look at the video... He posed no threat, except for when he got in the car and tried to drive off. How many people, how many Caucasian people have you seen take police officers on high-speed chases and they leave unscathed? That's the question. How many Caucasian people have you seen take police officers on high-speed chases and they leave alive. That's the question. So let's get his GA says, right, he didn't pose any threat, nothing like that. Come on, man. Like, for real. Suave says, they killed this young man. It's sad because it's the same thing over and over. He said, today in Atlanta, Henry County, they just shot a man for, mis for misunderstanding. So here's the issue. Why are these police officers not being retrained? Is it shoot first, ask questions later? Because if you guys ride the, come down this rabbit hole with me, it's always the same story. You look at Casey Goodson Jr. Was shot six times in the back. How did he pose a threat to you, Officer Meade? You have Dante Wright. Your partner, Miss Potter, had it on. Officer Lucky had the situation under control. Why did you feel the need to intervene? 
That's the question that I have right now. Ezra, if you don't get out of my head, because I think me and you are thinking the same thing. So Ezra says, how you say taser that many times, hold the weapon for that long, and it's still not click that it isn't the right weapon. Also, she didn't like how the partner had it handled. It was too under control for her. There you bingo. Because if you go back and you look at the video, I'm going to roll the clip back, but just, just a little bit of it. But she reached under her partner whose head was in the car. And in the midst of you shooting Dante Wright, you could have killed your partner. You could have killed your partner. So let me just roll that clip back. I just really want y'all to see. And y'all let me know if, if maybe I saw something wrong. Y'all let me know. Let me just roll the clip back and then let's 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 double back and have this 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 QA. So hold tight. I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna roll this this clip back really quickly. This case is about an officer who knew not to get it dead wrong, but she failed to get it right. This case is about the defendant, Kimberly Potter, betraying her badge and betraying her oath and betraying her position of public trust. And on April 11th of this year, she betrayed a 20-year-old kid. She pulled out her firearm, she pointed it at his chest, and she shot and killed Dante Wright. Let's make a toast to doing more this spring. Actually, let's make two. Introducing two delicious new toasts from Dunkin'. Hummus and roasted tomato and avocado and roasted tomato. Spring it on with creamy hummus or savory avocado spread on sourdough bread topped with slow-roasted, perfectly seasoned, vine-ripe tomatoes. Actually, let's make a third toast to the two toasts I was just talking about. Here's to you two. Tasty tomato top toasts. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. So Officer Lucky and Sergeant Johnson continue to engage. Now at that point, the defendant approached the vehicle behind Officer Lucky. She intervened and she interfered. Officer Lucky was her trainee and she was the FTO. So she was the one who determined how this stop would go. She was the 26 year veteran. She was the officer in charge. And it was her job to show Officer Lucky how it's done. 
And what did she show him? She showed him how to kill someone. And when she pulls that trigger, she fires directly under Officer Lucky's face with Officer Lucky's arm reaching over the top of where her gun is. When she pulls that trigger, Dante Wright is in the driver's seat of that car. He has his foot off and on the brake, and the car is running on a busy street in the middle of the day. She did all this despite her training. She had been trained year after year after year to prevent this kind of thing from happening, but she did it anyway. But intent is not an element of any of the charges at issue here, and it's not something that the state will have to prove. That the defendant didn't intend to kill Mr. Wright or that she didn't mean to shoot him with her gun if you hear those things, they have nothing to do with the charges at hand. These officers have the responsibility to be mindful and attentive and acutely aware of the weapons that they carry and the risks associated with those weapons. They have the responsibility to follow their duty and their training when it comes to those weapons. And they have the responsibility to carry those weapons and use those weapons appropriately. We trust them not to use those weapons rashly or recklessly, and we expect not to be shot dead on the street for no reason. We expect them not to betray their badge, and we expect them to uphold their oath. We trust them to know wrong from right and left from right. Members of Okay, so I, I wanted to play that clip again because as you see, your partner had it under control. He had it handled. Why did you feel the need to intervene? You could have shot your partner. If you look at the clip again, you'll see the way Officer Lucky's head was, and you see her hand under his face. You could have killed two people that day. Two people. So let's get it, GA says. I'm going to be real with you, sis. It's always been like this, especially in our community. The George Floyd murder was a nationwide story. That's because somebody caught it on tape. Now change is happening. But if you go back a little further, brother, the beating of Rodney King was caught on tape and those police officers got off. Which launched the Watts riot. You get what I'm saying? So a lot of this has been on camera. But a lot of these police officers are going home with no charges. Look at Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor's murder was caught on camera. You had Alton Sterling's murder caught on camera. Philando Castile's murder caught on camera. No justice. In the murder of Breonna Taylor, we got wanton endangerment. The wall. The wall right here. You get what I'm saying? 
The Wall got more justice than Breonna Taylor. So they've been doing this. We've been catching them on camera, but still they have not been held accountable. So why not? Is it because y'all are tired of us coming and protesting and marching through your streets? Accusing us of allegedly burning your buildings down when really it's the Caucasians that are burning these buildings down? So you mean to tell me that a building gets more respect in a human life? I need somebody to make it make sense to me. We get wanton endangerment in a Breonna Taylor case. We're still waiting on justice for a Tatiana Jefferson. We're still waiting on justice for Sandra Bland and the countless other black men and black women and black boys and black girls that have been murdered by these police officers. When is it going to stop? We comply, we die. We don't comply, we still die. Again, I've seen cases where Caucasian people have pulled guns and knives on police officers and leave unscathed. Dylan Roof went into a church and he got to go to Burger King. Let's make it make sense, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start connecting the dots. Let's start making these stories make sense. Because Kimberly Potter, what you did made zero sense, ma'am. Your partner had it under control. Dante Wright didn't have to die that day. You chose to play God. You had no reason to intervene. If this was Officer Lucky, you sh if it was up to you, then you were supposed to step back and you were supposed to let Officer Lucky do his job. Is that a sense of arrogance, some cockiness on your part, Officer Potter? That's what I want to know. So Suave says she's trying to kill two black men at one time, but ended up getting one. What does she have written on paper? You know what? I don't know if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to go back, but I think it's the Miranda rights um, that were on that piece of paper. But again, we are talking about an officer who has been on the force for 26 years, who got rigorous training, but still couldn't decipher between a gun and a taser. That's what we're talking about. This is who we're speaking about right here. You get what I'm saying? This right here is who we're talking about. A young, uh, a 26 year veteran who could not decipher between a gun and a taser. You went home, Miss Potter. Dante Wright went to a morgue. So make it make sense to me. I pray that y'all get this right, Minnesota. I pray justice is served for the family of Dante Wright. I pray.
let's get a G GA safe, but these are the same police officers that let the white folks walk right into the talk your shit. And half of them got probation. You stormed the Capitol. You took a shit in the rotunda. But you call us animals, though. I'm going to respectfully digress, though. Suave is agreeing with you. Let's get it, GA. He say he, they let him walk right in there without any harm. And then everybody was upset because the security guard shot the lady through the door. Well, my heart goes out to her family, but you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Ain't that what y'all tell us? Keep that same energy, baby. Keep that same energy. So let's move on. I have two more stories. One I'm going to end the show with. But this, this next one I want to discuss right now. I want to talk about Glenn Foster. Former New Orleans Saints. Who died while in police custody in Alabama. Let me take a deep breath as, as Glenn Foster was a former New Orleans saint who was arrested in a small town close to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and he died while in police custody. Let me, let me take a deep breath as we roll into this because oh and you're right let's get it they show us taking buku pictures so Suave wants to know do we think get it, getting rid of the electric chair because of police killing people they don't want that option on the table I think if I'm not mistaken, I believe Florida is the only state that still has the electric chair. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Florida is the only state that does the electric chair. I could be wrong. It might still be in Oklahoma. No, Oklahoma does lethal injections. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe Florida still does the electric chair. Um, but I think police officers, you know. You do the crime, you do the time. I think you should get the same punishment as anybody else. And it's so sad that a lot of these police officers are granted immunity. Uh, but hey, we have to get out and we have to make a difference. So I want to talk about Glenn Foster. Again, Glenn Foster was a former New Orleans Saints player, again, who was arrested in a small town not too far from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and died in police custody. And we want, we want answers. We want to know. How did this 
young men end up dead. So hold tight as I roll the video. Sadly, a black person dying while in custody is not abnormal in this country. But the question is, will the truth come out when that person is a former NFL player? What's up, everybody, and thanks for checking in with us once again here at The Fumble. I'm your host, Jackie Ray. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell, give this video a thumbs up, and then you can follow me on all things social media at Jackie Ray TV. Before we dive into this one, I feel like it's important to give some of you who are going to jump in the typical abuse conclusion a definition. Due process. Due process is the legal requirement that states must respect all legal rights that are owed to a person. Due process balances the law of the land and protects the individual person from it. When a government harms a person without following the exact course of the law, this constitutes a due process violation, which offends the law. Please keep that in mind before you let your Aunt Karen fingers do the talking in the comments. Okay, let's get to it. Because no one should die in police custody without there being a full, detailed explanation as to why, and that explanation should be released immediately. But that is not what is happening here. Former New Orleans Saints player Glenn Foster Jr. died in Alabama this week shortly after being taken into custody. But an official at the Pitkins County, Alabama, medical examiner and coroner's office said he couldn't comment on Foster's cause of death or the location where he passed away. This is why we don't trust law enforcement, because this is no transparency. The truth is easy. We are sad to report that Glenn Foster Jr. died in police custody on this date and at this time because this is what happened. Everything else just looks like you're trying to get your story straight. Because the sheriff's office, which runs the jail, said, oh, we don't know what happened while he was in our custody, asked the Alabama State Bureau of Investigation. And they offered no comment, and the coroner refused because they said it was under investigation. Is investigation a new term for cover-up? Who that nation? We remember Foster Jr., right? He was an undrafted rookie out of Illinois in 2013. His rookie season, he led the team in quarterback sacks with four and quarterback hits with five while adding a forced fumble to earn a spot on our team during the regular season. He earned the spot on the roster and put up three sacks in 12 games. Unfortunately, he was injured in 2014 and he was cut from the team in 2015. He wasn't picked up by another team, so he stayed in Louisiana and worked as a contractor, a developer, and a real estate agent. He owned a granite countertop business as well with a retail store in Baton Rouge. Sounds like he was doing pretty well for himself, but Pickens County Sheriff's Office records shows he was booked in on Saturday at 12.36 a.m. on charges of reckless endangerment, resisting arrest, and attempt to elude. That record shows a release time of 3.14 p.m. on Sunday, but then two minutes later at 3.16 p.m. on Sunday, he is booked on charges of simple assault and robbery in the third degree. After that, everyone plays dumb, and so now people are talking. This user says he was murdered by three Pickens County sheriffs as he was being released from custody. And this user responded with, Source, dude seemed very dedicated to his business and had a lot of things going, so I find this very suspect. As do I. And Saints offensive tackle Terrence Armstead also commented, saying, I really can't find the words to properly express. Rest in peace, Glenn Foster. You will be missed. Kind of hard to rest in peace when the truth has yet to be spoken. But our thoughts and well wishes are with the Foster family, and I hope they get the truth very soon. Until next time, I'm Jackie Ray. Thanks for watching The Fumble. So I want to talk about this for just a moment. 
I'm like the young lady in the video. So investigation, is that the new cold word? Is that is that the new safe word for cover up? Any other person, they would have released cause of death, whether it was a heart attack, whether, oh, he fell, whether it was this, that, and the third. But what happened? What happened to Mr. Foster Jr.? What happened? Sounds to me like the same shit with Sandra Bland. That's what this sounds like to me. A cover-up. 31 years old, dead. Anyone that's familiar with Alabama, anybody knows that those little small country hick towns, you know we can't go there after dark. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. He was charged with one, with one case, then two minutes later he's charged with something else. Make it make sense. I need to know the background. I need some more information. So my sister, hey, sissy. So um, y'all, she says, Alabama and Florida are the only state to still use the electric, care, electric chair. It's optional in Kentucky. I knew it was one of those states. I knew it was like Oklahoma or Kentucky. But I know in Oklahoma, I know they've kind of halted doing um, lethal injections because I know a lot of people they were having a lot of issues with the people. The people weren't dying. They were having heart attacks and reactions to the medication. So um, I don't know if they brought it back, but I know they have. So, so let's get it, GA says. Sis, I just shared your stream and linked your channel to a gaming discord that I'm a part of. A lot of the community is African-American, and I want them to see what I see, raising awareness for us. Absolutely. Any, anybody that knows me, y'all know I stand for the people. I stand for us. You'll get what I'm saying? I don't want anyone by any means to say, oh, she's racist. She's this, she's that. I'm far from racist, but I have to take care of my community first. You get what I'm saying? I'm seeing more black men, black women, black boys, and black girls die at the hands of police officers, and there's no justice. You know, I really believe when it comes to the murder of George Floyd, they had to get it right. You get what I'm saying? They had to get it right. Um, but I stand for my people. You get what I'm saying? I, st I stand in solidarity for my people. I stand in, in 10 toes down for my community because I want to hear the community. You get what I'm saying? That's what I want to do. I'm tired of seeing us die. I'm tired of seeing the hashtags. Yes, I'm also tired of us killing us. You get what I'm saying? But as I stated, um, we know when Ray Ray kills Mookie, we know Ray Ray is going to jail. We know this. We know this. There's no deals, no nothing. We know this. When Ray Ray's caught, Ray Ray's going to jail. But in the case of these police officers, they're not being held accountable. They tell you comply, but we still die i.e. Philando Castillo. And then the first thing they want to do is they want to bring up a person's past. What does their past have to do with right now them being murdered? But 
Again, you have Dylan Roof who went and shot up a church. Who got to go to Burger King? Who got the order number three with cheese, no onions, extra pickles? So I want to continue to have these conversations. You get what I'm saying? I want to continue to bring awareness to the black community because we're tired. We are tired of every time we turn on the news, another black man killed by a police officer, another black woman, another black boy, another black girl, and there's no justice. So that's what we're tired of. You get what I'm saying? So I'm going to continue to speak. I'm going to continue to utilize my platform to continue to bring awareness to these situations because there are a lot of stories that we don't hear about. The last story that I'm about to introduce to y'all got zero coverage. But before I even move on to that, so Suave says yes because no one can say anything. Yeah, we know. We know. We absolutely know. Hey, God's Mills. Thank you for tuning in, baby. Mm, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. God bless you. Let's GA. You know you are absolutely my love. I love you so much, brother. I promise I do. And I appreciate you sharing and continuing to support me. Um, so before I move on to the last story of the night, again, I want to say RIP to Glenn Foster Jr., who lost his life um, in the Alabama jail. Fingers crossed that we'll get some more information. And as any information rolls in, y'all know I'm going to be the first one to report it and let y'all know what's going on. Which brings me to my last story for tonight. And when I say when it comes to black men, black women, black girls, and black boys, we get zero media coverage. I look at Jelani D. I look at Daniel Robinson. Now there's another young lady, Talia Lowe. I wanna talk about her as I close out the show. Talia Lowe, 18 years old, was a student at Grand Valley State University in Michigan. Beautiful, gorgeous. Who, on October the 14th, went out to the beach with two classmates, two white classmates, let me stress that, Two Caucasian classmates to the beach in Michigan, October the 14th. I need y'all to follow me on this, okay? I need y'all to follow me on this story. October the 14th, 2021, Talia Lowe went to the beach with two classmates. First off, who's going to the beach in Michigan in October? Hello? Talia suffered a physical disability, which enabled her to raise her arm, her left arm up. She was paralyzed, which enabled her the ability to swim. Talia Lowe is dead. 
she mysteriously drowned. Let me, you know what? Let me roll the video. And then I want to have the conversation. Because I, I, I want y'all to get the gist of this, okay? So hold tight. And then I want to come back and I want to have this conversation about uh, Talia Lowe. And last Friday, first responders pulled the body of an 18-year-old from Lake Michigan. And today, the woman's family tells Fox 17 they have some serious questions surrounding her death. Fox 17's Lauren Edwards is joining us live from Muskegon after speaking with her relatives earlier. Lauren? Yeah, I did get a chance to speak with her relatives. And guys, they are grieving her loss. They miss her every minute of every day. And they simply want to know exactly what happened out here at Pier Marquette. We want to know, want people to know that Talia was a very bright, intelligent, smart, fun-loving, outgoing girl. The family of 18-year-old Talia Lowe grieving her loss. Her body was recovered from Lake Michigan last Friday morning. We also want people to know that Talia could not swim. She had um, a disability, partial paralysis in I don't, I can't remember, her left arm from birth. So they say she would not have gone into the water. Muskegon Public Safety says last Thursday, October 14th, they were dispatched to Pier Marquette due to calls of a, quote, swimmer struggling in the rip current around 1045 p.m. Early the next morning, they recovered her body. Leo knew about the tide, and I just don't, I just don't think it's right. I just don't think Leo would go that far out in the water by herself knowing about the tide that late at night. And also that night, the family says they saw a GoFundMe account created for Talia. They started a GoFundMe for my sister without any of the family's consent first, or not even two hours after Talia was found. It's why the family believes there's more to the story about what happened that night at Pier Marquette. They believe others were with her and they've been in consistent contact with authorities. So he was saying that the report was still open. He said the case is not closed. He don't have the preliminary autopsy yet. He said, but once he gets the preliminary autopsy, he can see, you know, what happened. Now, Fox 17 did reach out to Muskegon officials and they said in an email this morning, quote, there is no information that suggests this was anything but a tragic drowning event caused by unsafe swimming conditions in Lake Michigan. We also reached out to GVSU where uh, she was a student at and she, they shared with us this updated statement. It says in part that Grand Valley State community is mourning the loss of Talia Lowe. While the Muskegon Police Department continues the investigation, our campus resources are being used to support those in, in our community who are experiencing trauma and intense grief. Student affairs staff has been meeting with students and Talia's family and offering support. Now the family also they created their own GoFundMe account. They say that they are raising money to hire a private investigator and also to pay for funeral expenses. Reporting live here in Muskegon, Lauren Edwards, Fox 17 News. Lauren, thank you. So I want to go back You heard it from the family directly. Oh, you're welcome, Suave. You know, God gave me the platform to use and I'm utilizing it for the greater good of our community. And I'm going to continue to use my voice until I'm unable to speak anymore. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. 
With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. So Ezra says, wait, wait, he say, hold up, wait. A GoFundMe created that night. The family doesn't know who. They weren't consulted. He said, if that ain't sus, I don't know what is. That part. So let's double back. Talia Lowe is 18 years old. She's a student at Grand Valley State University who suffered from birth a physical disability that rendered her paralysis in her left arm. So we are talking about Michigan. In October, who's going to a beach and getting in any type of water in Michigan at that? So let's have that conversation. First off, anybody that's familiar with any any city or state up, I'm sorry, any state up north, it's cold in October. No one's getting in the water. According to the family and, and all the information that I've gathered, because this, this story was sent to me by a young lady on Instagram who, told, who was told to send the story to me because I would get it out there. So here we are. October the 14th, 2021, Talia went to a beach in Michigan with two classmates. Matter of fact, let me give you their names. I'm going to give you their names. So let me get the information pulled up. Y'all forgive me. Okay. She goes to the beach with two classmates. According to the family, Talia was afraid of the water. She couldn't swim because of the paralysis in the left arm, which enabled her to be able to swim. So if there's a, a rip current, Who's jump? First off, before we even get to that, who's jumping in the water in Michigan in October? That's all I want to know. Make it make sense to me. So Suave say, I thought she was the young lady that went out on a boat with friends and drowned. I knew it was a lie, but watching this gives me chills. 
Suave also says, it's cold out there in October. Exactly. No one's going to a beach in October unless you're going to like Jamaica, Hawaii, you know, somewhere where it's warm that time of the year. Puerto Rico, wherever. Dominican Republic, that's the only time you're going to a beach. Nobody's going to Michigan and saying, hey, let's go to the, let's go jump in the water at the beach. If all three of the girls were in the water and there was a rip current, why was Talia Lowe the only young lady that died? Mind you, Talia Lowe was black and her classmates were white. So per the family, the young ladies that were with her gave inconsistent stories. They were trying to gather the password to her phone. And they had already packed up this young lady's clothes before her body was even found. Hmm. Sus to me, baby. Very suspect. Thank you. Let's get it, GA. I love you too, baby. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Um, you'll see me next week. I am doing some episodes next week. Y'all will see me Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, I have three episodes, three part of uh, one three-part episode. So y'all will see me Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday um as we roll into the holidays. But I love you. Uh, thank you for all the support and thank you for sharing my channel. So, going back to Talia Lowe, again, these young ladies that were with her gave inconsistent stories. There was a GoFundMe page that was set up that had later been deleted or taken down. No one knows where that money went. Very suspect. But my question is, why is this story not getting any media coverage? Why are we not hearing about this? Why are we still talking about JonBenet Ramsey? Why are we still talking about Natalie Holloway? Why? When are black men, women, boys and girls that go missing... When are we going to start getting the media coverage that we deserve? When? Talia's low, Talia Lowe's life mattered as much as Gabby Petito. I'm going to say it. Because see, a lot of y'all afraid to run down that rabbit hole. I'm not afraid. Because I want to know why. Why is Jelani D still not getting any coverage? Why is Daniel Robinson Excuse me, not getting any coverage. Why are we not still trying to figure out who killed Kanika Jenkins? Shall I go on? It's stories like this that push me to continue to do what I do, and this is why I do it. You have a young lady here, 18 years old, who entrusted two classmates went out to the beach and this young lady did not make it back home. There were a lot of inconsistent stories. 
a GoFundMe page that was created that the family did not know anything about. This young lady had a physical impairment again. She was unable to swim. According to the family, she was deathly afraid of the water. But she jumps in the water in October in Michigan. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think this baby jumped. I believe she was pushed. I believe, and this is just my hypothetical, my hypothetical thought. Let me say that. Maybe that's not even a word. But these are my thoughts. I believe they took advantage of this, of this young lady because of her disability. I believe Talia was trying to fit in and wanted friends because I'm pretty sure people teased this baby her whole entire life because of her disability. So when she got to college, like most kids, when they get to college, they want to get out and they want to start meeting people. You know, they want to mix and mingle. They want to feel normal. You get what I'm saying? They want to feel accepted versus high school. You know, in high school, everybody is kind of, it's kind of cliques in high school, but you know, in college, Excuse me. You never know who you're going to meet. And I believe what Talia Lowe, I believe she thought she met some, some really nice young ladies. And these young ladies had ill intent. And they lured her and said, oh, come on, Talia, let's go out to the beach. And Talia was like, okay, yeah, let's go. But this baby never made it home. She never made it home. Again, who's going, who's jumping in a beach in October in Michigan? A rip current. Maybe they were trying to pull a prank. Maybe they didn't think she would really do it. We don't know. You want to know why we don't know? Because nobody's talking about it. We don't hear about these stories. But for this story to be brought to me, someone's entrusting me to get this story out. So here I am. I want y'all, if you have a Twitter, any type of social media, write, write, that poor baby, she trusted those girls, exactly, exactly, and Suave, I believe that too, I believe they knew of her disability, and I think Maybe this was a prank gone wrong. I don't know. But we don't know because nobody's talking about it. I believe she did share with them that she was scared of the water. They knew. She wanted to fit in. They knew this, this baby wanted friends.
and for these young ladies to lure his precious, and I'm going to say it, this precious baby who was so full of life, who no matter her disability, lost her life. And this is getting no coverage. Why? Her life matters. Her life matters just as much as Gabby Petito's life. Her life matters as much as Lacey Peterson's life. Her life matters just as much as Jean Benet Ramsey, Natalie Holloway, and the countless other white women that have gone missing or white men that have gone missing. Talia Lowe's life matters. She deserves media coverage. Jelani Day deserves media coverage. Daniel Robinson deserves media coverage. And the countless other black men, black women, black boys, and black girls that go missing. I still want to know what happened to the young lady that was murdered in Stone Mountain, Georgia, whose body was found. I want justice for that. I want justice for my niece that was murdered, whose body was found in Stockbridge. I do this to bring awareness. You get what I'm saying? I do this because this could be me and I would want someone to do this for me. This could be one of my children, you know, one of my babies. And I would want someone who has a platform to utilize it, to get the word out. So what happened to Talia? Look, what happened to her? Why are we not hearing about this? Why are y'all not talking about this? When is this going to stop? Again, we deserve as much media coverage as any other little white girl or little white boy that goes missing. We deserve that. So I'm going to continue to utilize the platform that God gave me to continue to share these stories with you guys. Black Girl Interrupted will never change. Black Girl Interrupted will always stand in my community. I will always fight to get your stories out. I will always continue to share my stories. I will always continue to help you unpack your trauma, your pains. That's what I'm gonna continue to do because that's what God is allowing me to do. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. So I challenge anybody, if you have a Twitter, if you have a clubhouse, if you have an Instagram, whatever social media platform you utilize, hashtag justice for Talia Lowe. Hashtag justice for Daniel Robinson. 
Hashtag justice for Jelani D. And the countless other black men and women and boys and girls that go missing. Because we want to know. The family deserves answers. What happened to their loved one? Was it simply a drowning accident? Or was it cold-blooded murder? That's the million-dollar question we want to know in regards to Talia Lowe. We want to know that in regards to Glenn Foster. We want justice for Dante Wright. We want justice for Casey Goodson Jr. We want justice for Breonna Taylor. We want justice for Sandra Bland. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. We want just, matter of fact, we demand justice. We demand to know what happened to Talia Lowe. We demand to know that. And that's exactly what I mean, Suave. JonBenet Ramsey was killed, and this baby has been dead, what, 30-plus years? 20-something years? And it's still being talked about today. And we have this young lady, Talia Lowe, who lost her life October the 14th, 2021. And no coverage. They've made countless movies. Just hold tight. You already know they're going to make a movie about Gabby Petito and, and Brian, whatever the boy name is. Y'all know it's going to be a lifetime movie. And I'm going to keep demanding justice for our people because we deserve that. Our lives matter. Regardless of what anybody says, our lives matter and we're tired. We're fed up. We're tired of you killing us. That's what we're tired of. We are absolutely tired of you murdering us and we get no justice. Families are left with all the unanswered questions. Why? I don't understand. Why do we get no justice? Oh, yeah, so I, you already know Lifetime is working on a movie. You already know. I give it, give it March or April. And there's going to be a story about Gabby Petito and, and Brian, whatever the young man's name is. You know that's what they're working on. The family of Talia Lowe, I pray that you get justice in the mysterious death of this beautiful, beautiful young lady. Who did not deserve to die. Again. I want someone to make it make sense to me. October. Michigan. You're getting in the water. I've heard of driving out to the beach. But not getting in the water. You know Suave. I don't know. If they have cameras, uh, they might, but I'm not sure if this particular beach had cameras out there. 
but I hope they do. And I hope these two young ladies that were with Talia, I hope one of them breaks and says, hey, this is what happened. So I pray for that. Because this young lady did not have to lose her life the way that she did. So tragic. Very mysterious. Very mysterious. So the upcoming episodes for Black Girl Interrupted, as I stated, uh, next week I'm, I'm doing a three-part episode in regards to reflection, regrowth, and refocusing. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday it will be a three-part episode um, where I will discuss uh, tearing down the walls, building back up, and walking into the 2022 lighter. So it's going to get deep. We're going to do some reflecting. What were some good things about 2021? What are some things that you're looking forward to for 2022? That's what we're going to be discussing. I want to help lighten the load as we walk into 2022. I want us to learn how to start walking in our purpose. I want us to learn how to stop dimming our own lights and playing with our potential as we walk into the new year. So it's going to get heavy. Let's start our journey to healing when it comes to this. Let's get on our, our road to recovery, our journey to healing. It's what I want us to do next week as we embark on the holidays. What are we manifesting? What are we letting go? Are we letting go a job, a relationship, friendships? Are we letting go of what's no longer conducive to our energy? This is what we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to be refocusing, reflecting, and regrowing. So we're all going to be able to emerge into beautiful butterflies as we walk into 2022. Even for me. Even for me. And I'm so excited. I'm excited to see what the future, what 2022 holds for me and my children. What 2022 holds for not only my children, my family. I want to know what 2022 holds for my relationship. Seven months in. Beautiful relationship. Beautiful relationship with my man. Beautiful relationship with my children. And I'm going to work on building, rebuilding, let me say this, my relationship with my mother. So that's one of the biggest things that I'm manifesting for 2022 is rebuilding my relationship with my mom. So I definitely have my fingers crossed on that one. So my final thoughts for tonight. Mm. Will we get justice in the murder of Dante Wright? 
The family deserves that. When will the trial start for Casey Goodson Jr.? Again, officer, former officer Jason Meade has been charged with reckless homicide and murder. Will we find out what really happened to Glenn Foster? And will we find out what happened to Talia Lowe? As I stated before, I'm going to continue to utilize my platform to bring these stories to the forefront. We can't let these types of stories slip through the cracks and there's no justice for these families. If you have a platform, share this story. Share this, this, this live stream tonight. Let's bring awareness. Let's pray. Justice is served in the murder of Dante Wright. Let's pray that they don't try to villainize Dante Wright as this trial goes on. Let's pray that a trial date in the murder of Casey Goodson Jr. is soon. The family of Talia Lowe, I love you. And I thank y'all so much for getting this story to me and for you guys trusting me to continue to bring awareness or to get her story out because it needs to be heard. So I thank you for entrusting me to the family, friends, and loved ones of Glenn Foster. I pray we find out what happened and that justice is served. We have to become a part of the change to get solutions. This to be your loved one. Think about that. Absolutely suave. Love and healing um, is, is the conversations for next week. Again, as we round out the last uh, 22 days of 2021. We may not walk in completely healed, but at least let's get on the pathway to healing and recovery, to being better instead of better, you know? That's what we're going to do. And I'm walking with y'all all the way to the end. I really, truly am. <sighs> Tonight was heavy, y'all. Tonight was really heavy. But I want to say to everyone that tuned in, I love you guys so much. And I appreciate the way you guys support me day in and day out. Um, also, don't forget, you know, Black Girl Interrupted, I am live every Tuesday, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. 
9 p.m. Eastern time. You guys know you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, all the streaming platforms. So however you listen to your music, I am on those platforms. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, everywhere. I'm even on Audible, y'all, and I didn't even know that. Um, Stay tuned for the new website. And a lot of the beautiful things that I have coming for Black Girl Interrupted Podcast. Also, if you guys are on Clubhouse, come follow me on Clubhouse. Uh, it's your fave your 504 girl, I believe was my name on Clubhouse. I don't know. I have two pages. So either way it goes, y'all come follow me. Follow my club. My club is listed under Black Girl Interrupted. So that way you guys will know anytime I host a room on Clubhouse, the same conversations I have here, I'm going to move over to Clubhouse as well and keep the conversations going over there also. A couple of projects in the works. So I look forward to networking and connecting with some great, beautiful people. Um, but I do want to send a shout out to my babies. I love my children. Mommy loves y'all. To my sister, I love you, sissy. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. And of course, to my man, I love you, baby. And I cannot wait till tomorrow. He's got the whole weekend planned out. Let me not brag about it. Shoot, I'm gonna brag because I'm happy. But anyway, um, but I love you guys. And again, I appreciate all the continuous support that you guys give me. Um, and I do uh, look forward to seeing y'all Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Y'all know I got to get it together, y'all. So y'all pray for me. But I love you guys, and I will see y'all next week. And I hope everyone has a great weekend. And don't forget, it's still Go Saints. It's still who that over on this end. So y'all have a good night. Love y'all. Bye. Morning, noon, and bite. It's buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Choose from a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, and hash browns. For lunch, enjoy a McDouble, McChicken, six-piece chicken McNuggets, and more. Buy one, get one for a dollar. You can get two of the same item or mix and match them. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details.